God bless you, musicians. Amen. <clears throat> now, just while redeeming time, let us just turn to the book of Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3, verse 1. I don't know, we, we can read it together there on the screen. <clears throat> Excuse me. For this cause I, Paul. For this cause I, Paul. So you can omit a Paul and put your name. For this cause I, Paul. Paul. The prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. Amen. Now, I need it in Ephesians 4, verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Amen. Uh, let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening. You made it possible for us to gather in this fashion. I know you love it when we gather in this fashion. And I know you will reward us for honoring your presence. Because the scripture says, forsaking not the gathering of the saints. We could not have a church unless we could have been here. And that is why for you to have made it possible for us to be here, we want to appreciate you, Father. And Lord, we just want to say we have read the scripture. We need you as the author to come and impart life upon the people, dear God. And Heavenly Father, I know the uh, family of Brother Chetty would be traveling to Devon tomorrow. We need a traveling mercy for them, especially where we can see demonic forces on the road. We've come to learn that we've got to depend on you for traveling mercy. So we want to commit them. May you undertake for the journey until they reach their destination, dear God. We appreciate everything that you are doing for us. We never take your grace for granted. Yes. We want to commit everybody in the building to you for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. amen. While you take your seats. <clears throat> amen. Uh, I just want to speak on a message that the prophet preached on, and I just want to take the title as it was put across by the prophet Paul, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. How I many were blessed by the message, thirst?
I think you got to be when you are thirsty, you become a prisoner to your thirst. Amen. So I'm just gonna just take it there, how Brother Chetty put it last Wednesday. Amen. The maybe just to kickstart, there is no one who's neutral. Everyone is a prisoner of a certain force. Amen. There is no one that we can regard as a free agent. Hallelujah. Uh, even if one was to look at somebody and deem them to be bound, but you may find that he that considered the next person to be bound, he is the very one that is bound. Amen. Now, Paul had been in prison for almost five years. And when he wrote some of the uh, scriptures of the New Testament, he was bound, he was in a prison. And the reason he wrote and said, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, he wanted to show that he was not a prisoner of a man. Hallelujah. Although he was imprisoned by a man, but he was not a prisoner of a man. Are you with me? It's quite amazing that he, when he wrote to the Romans, his salutations to the Romans, he said, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. This is how he wrote to the Romans. Then he comes, he writes to the Corinthians, he says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. Hallelujah. Then he follows up that scripture or that letter to the Corinthians. And in Second Corinthians, it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Then he comes to the uh, Galatians. He says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but by Jesus Christ, the God, the Father, who raised him from the dead. Then he comes, he writes to the Ephesians, he says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Jesus Christ. Then he writes to the Philippians, he says, Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Then he rises to the Colossians. He says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy as our brother. Then when he comes to the Ephesians, he says, For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles. Amen. 
So he, he was not just a prisoner, but there was a cause that was attached to him being a prisoner. And then he comes, he says, I therefore, in the book, same book, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, to beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Then he writes it to Philemon, he says, Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ, and Timothy, our brother, and to Philemon, our dearly beloved and fellow laborer. Amen. Now, we are getting a sense that Paul was not ashamed to be a prisoner. And I want to say there is no one that can worship God fully unless they become prisoners. And now, already it tells you that the people that may be in the message and say we are message believers, but we are not free, that means they are not happy with the prison conditions. But uh, even if they were to leave this prison, there is another prison waiting for them. Either way, you are in prison. Are we together? And this evening, I hope that you consider it to be a grand privilege to be a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we've got to go and look into certain things that do qualify you to be a prisoner. Because a prisoner has got certain conditions that are attached to that individual for him or her to be deemed a prisoner. Amen. We have to understand that uh, Paul, when he wrote these letters while he was in prison, he had no root of, of bitterness. He understood why he was in prison. And he understood to whom he was in prison to. And he understood the cause for which he was in prison for. Are you with me, believers? There is an old saying that says, The gem cannot be polished without friction, and know the man perfected without trials. So that means God has got to bring us into certain conditions in order to polish us before he can regard us as a gem. Are we together? Now, when you look at the conditions in prison, as soon as you get into prison, you let go of control. Firstly, a prisoner does not imprison himself. There's got to be somebody that imprisons a prisoner. Hallelujah. If you get where I'm saying I'm going, you cannot save yourself. You've got to be saved by somebody. And once you are in prison, and a prisoner can never set himself or herself free. Are we together? There's got to be a higher authority that sets you free. Are you with me? So that means if you were imprisoned into the kingdom of God by God, you cannot set yourself free. Uh, are you with me? And, and, and folks, we've got to understand that as time goes by, especially you young ones, people are going to say, you don't look free. Tell them that, yes, I'm not free. I am, I am in prison by the will of God. Are you with me? Now, you, you let go of control. A prisoner does not decide when they eat, 
They don't decide when they wake up. They don't decide when they sleep. There is a routine that is set out for a prisoner. Now, similarly, you don't decide your movements. There are certain places where you would want to go to, but you cannot go to those places. Why? Because you are not following your will. You are following the will of the one that has imprisoned you. Uh, Are you with me, people? Uh, And when you are in prison, you you cannot wear a a tailor-made suit in prison. You've got to be given orange suits. There are certain shoes that you are given in prison. There is a certain specific attire that you've got to put on when you are in prison. Are we together? You cannot be in prison and wake up one morning and say, listen, I'm tired of this orange attire. Maybe I need a brown attire. You are not going to get it. Because your will is superseded by the will of the one that imprisoned you. And when you are in the message, you are not going to determine how you dress. The one that imprisoned you, uh, hello, hallelujah, the one that has imprisoned you has got to determine how you are dressed. Are we together? Hello, young people. We are prisoners here. We, and, 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 and when you are a prisoner, you, you, you cannot even speak to the person that is responsible for designing the clothes. You are not even in contact with that person. All you know, you know the one that has imprisoned you. And all they ask, they ask you, what size are you? And you say, 40. They, if they bring 41, you are not going to get 40. Are you with me? Your, 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 your willpower is restricted in prison. And the, similarly, the people that are in the world, how they dress is not according to their will. The one that has imprisoned them determines their attire. Folks, all of us were in prison. It depends in whose prison you are in. But I'm glad this evening that blessed are those that are in the prison of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? Now, when you are in prison, there, there are consequences for every action. If, if, if they have put a law and you deviate from the law, within prison there are rules of engagement. And if you deviate from the rules of engagement, there are consequences. And similarly, even the devil in his prison, he's got consequences. Are, are you with me? The people that they can show you that will drink the whole night and party the whole night, don't ever be misled that there are no consequences. There are consequences for them. Are you together? And even here, whatever you do for every action, there are consequences. And the consequences could either be pleasant or unpleasant. Are we together? And a lot of times you can choose the course of action, but a lot of times you don't choose the consequences. Are you with me? When you are in prison, you are, you are vulnerable. Uh, somewhat it feels like your dignity is stripped off you. Because you can't make decisions. Uh, you, you cannot dictate the terms. So you become vulnerable to the one that imprisoned you. And when you are in prison, 
I'm told you've got to make the best out of every situation. Hallelujah. There are times where you will stare at the wall and you've got to make the best out of what you are staring at. Are you with me? And, and you, 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 if, if, if what, what, the reason some people go into prison and prison does not break them, they're able to transcend beyond the environment in which they find themselves. Are you with me? I just wanted to give you a background to that. Brother Brum says in this very message, Paul, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said now, speaking of Paul, he says now he had to become, he had to become, he had to become a prisoner to something. He says, see three years and a half down there, laying in the weight and finding out that the very weight that called him was taking him back and changing all his intellect, changing all that he ever was taught and all that he trained to be and all of his ambitions just wiped it away from him. He became a prisoner. What does it mean? Your intellect in prison amounts to nothing. Your intellect in the prison of Christ amounts to nothing. Your intellect in the prison of Satan amounts to nothing. There are people, even people that are quite educated in, in, in the world, but things that they do, you can see, is not a reflection of their intellect. It's because somebody has bound them. Are you with me? Now, the love of God had been so tremendous and such a revelation that he could not get away from it. That's the true experience of every believer who meets God. You come in contact with something that's so great that you become a prisoner to everything else. You get away from everything to imprison yourself to this. And folks, for you to become a prisoner to this message, you've got to consider this message to be the greatest thing upon the face of the earth. And, and if you've got an alternative to the message, you are not fully a prisoner. God does not deal with people that still have alternatives. Are you with me, people? Hallelujah. You've got to believe, you've got to be sold out that this message is the greatest thing that God has ever given in the end time. And because once you consider that to be the greatest, then you are going to give up everything else and be in prison to this message. Are you with me? What does it mean? The message has got to dictate your habits. The message has got to dictate your lifestyle. The message has got to dictate your thinking. The message has got to dictate your movement. The message supersedes your willpower in your life. Are we together? And if you still have ways that, listen, Brother Brenham saw it that way, but I see it that way, you are not yet a prisoner. Actually, you are a prisoner of doubt. And by that, you are still the prisoner of the devil. Because through that doubt, the devil is going to slip certain things into your life. Are you with me, people? Now he says, Oh God, make us prisoners like that. 
folks, if, if we were prisoners in the true sense of the word, this evening, all of us will be in church. I'm just saying it for what it is. You'll bear with me. Because in prison, if they say, we go to the dining hall, we all go to the dining hall. You cannot, you cannot while in prison while they say all the prisoners have got together in the dining hall. You remain in your room reading a book. You are not a prisoner. We, we are here this evening despite the weather conditions. Why? Because we are prisoners. He that imprisoned us told us that it's time you gather at such and such place. It, and if we had will, we could have been at any other place except here. But because he that imprisoned us supersedes our willpower, that is why we are here. I hope you are with me. Amen. It says, oh God, make us prisoners like that from our own selfish ambitions. Folks, all of us, we've got to admit, the message found us on a certain path. And we had to give up certain ambitions that were, that were attached to that path. Some of the people in the message could have been great men. Some of the people in the message could have been great women. Some of them could have been great business people. But it may be that they had to stick to the principle of being a prisoner and they gave up an alternative and that is why they are here. You, 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 I don't know whether you're with me. You gave up something for you to be here. You sacrificed something to follow this message. And if you have not sacrificed anything, you will not appreciate your being here. Are you with me, people? And, and, and you sacrificing certain things, you consider this message to be the greatest. And you look at this path and say, I can follow this path, but it has no, the results that it will bring later on, they are not in line with what I'm looking for. And as a result, you gave up on that. God make us prisoners like that from our own selfish ambitions, from our own judgments. A prisoner has got, cannot exercise their own judgment. Our better way of thinking to be a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I think that was a great statement that I am a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Brother Mim say, a man has to surrender every ambition he's got. Everything that he is, oh, I can bring it right here. Even if they were to give you a top position at a certain place, the first thing you check, will I be able to worship when I go there? Because you are not a prisoner of the employer, you are the prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believers, we've got to come to the point where everything that we do, we check with the Lord Jesus Christ first. The danger part today, people cannot be advised anymore. You know, in our time, it's not easy to advise a person, even from a pastoral point of view. If you say to somebody, stand here uh, for, for a week, uh, we're waiting upon the Lord. Within an hour, they look this way, they look that way, they phone the friend and say, he said I must wait here, I'm not going to wait anymore, I'm moving on. People of our generation cannot take advices. 
And the greatest tragedy is a lot of times you advise an individual and you say you need to take, you need to do things in this way. They refuse. But when they are about to suffer the consequences, they come crying. But as a pastor, you cannot say, I told you. Sometimes you even pretend like you never mentioned it in the first place. What does it mean? It means that for us to be the prisoner, we've got to give up our thinking and take the thinking of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to give up our ambitions. Hello, people. Brother Brenham, even when you came into the message, there were certain jobs that some people had to give up. It's like being an air hostess. And when you're an air hostess, you are busy. Sometimes people will come and say, can you give me a beer on the flight? Are you going to stay there longer and say you are a believer? No, at some point in time you must say, listen, this is not in line with my testimony. And I'll tell you, whenever there is a burden for a change, God will take you to something better. But if you are content and you even give excuses and say, listen, this is what it is. I cannot change it. What if they look for beer? What can I say? I cannot say no. I'm at work. Guess what? You will remain in that condition. And not long because of your compromise, you will begin to see the standard of holiness dropping in your life. Are you here, people? Hallelujah. Even when you are a business, and we need sound business people in the message. When, when, even when you own a filling station, maybe you've got a franchise of engine and you are a brother. You've got a right to tell engine and say, in this store, I will not keep cigarette. Why? Because I'm a believer. But let me tell you, Muslims can dictate the terms. But Christians, because they've got wishbone instead of a backbone, businesses that they run over us. Uh, you, can you say amen to that? Amen. Hallelujah. Until you start coming and bring a prayer. There are certain things we don't even have to pray about it. Oh, I'm about to lose my license because they say I must sell cigarettes. We are not going to pray about that. We've got more agent matters to pray about. All that it needs, it needs you to have a willpower. And for every stance that you take for the almighty God, there is a greater reward. After that initial setback. Are you with me, people? Are you here, my young people? Oh, at school they say, we must, the principal said, we must cut our hair. Is she God? Have you put some protest? Hmm? Me, I'm available. A lot of times, some people will come and say, we're at work. At work, they say, I must put trousers. My office is available. I can write a hot letter to your employer. In line with the spirit of the Constitution, out of respect for your beliefs. A Muslim priest can do that. Oh, yes, the message pastor has got to do that. And we are available to do that. If you want, if they take you into a hearing, you want representative, I'm willing to come as a witness. But we cannot start that process until you recognize that I'm actually a prisoner to this message. Are you here, sisters? And, 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 and people, you've got to enjoy being controversial for the Lord. Hallelujah. Where you just cost a bit of a stare. Say, I will not cut my hair. 
it's not in line with how I believe. And we, I mean, Brother Deepad would know this. He was part, I don't know whether, are you still part of the school covenant body? Oh, okay. The term has come and gone. Amen. Those things can be escalated to the school governing body. Amen. No, it's cool. You see, they say, uh, my child has got to put in a trouser. There is nothing that we can do. Then I will come into the very same school and say, show me Muslim parents. How are they running their affairs? Then I look at you and say, hypocrite. Oh yes, I'm going to say these things. Do you see how sometimes because we fail to see that we are prisoners, we are quick to say yes and be meek in situations where we've got to be bold. Amen. Are you with me? And our young people must know that we are prisoners to this message. Uh, Hallelujah. We, we cannot change the message because we are prisoners. You can debate with me as a pastor. You can even over, uh, overrun me with your intellect. But when all is said and done, I'm going to turn around and say, me, I can't change it. I'm a prisoner to this. A prisoner cannot change laws. Amen. A man, <clears throat> excuse me. And they asked the brother, there's a lady that was working for a tobacco company. They asked Brother Brenham a question and they said, should I continue working for a tobacco company in COD? Brother Brenham says, okay, tobacco sometimes can be used for medicinal purposes. But he says, the problem is that if you continue long enough there, it is going to spoil your testimony. And I know, I, when I started working, I worked for a company that was, it was more into Mareu business. And later, a certain brewery came from India, and they bought that company that I was working for. So it became a brewery. And do I stay? I can't stay in such an environment. I've got to make a conscious decision that I quit. I was talking to Brother Chikos in Zimbabwe. He was working for Coca-Cola, uh, Delta Beverages, and later they, they merged. And after they merged with the brewery, they made him a national, uh, national uh, distribution manager, including the beer division. He had to go to the MD and say, the package looks good, the salary is wonderful, but I cannot do it. He had to quit. So, while people are making such sacrifices for the message, you in your corner, you make compromises, but you expect the same degree of blessing. It does not work like that. Are you with me, people? The, some people that you see, we cannot tell you what they have sacrificed for this message, but they are sacrificing a lot. I hope you are with me. A man has to surrender every ambition he's got. Everything that he is. Every, everything. 
emphasize everything. His life, soul, body, will, ambitions, and everything else and become a complete prisoner to Christ who is the way to serve God. And when you are a prisoner, I would imagine if they were to arrest you today and they put you in prison, the first thing that you were going to check, you're going to check with other prisoners. How are things done here? Because why? You don't want to get into trouble. And they tell you that, listen, here, when you come across prison waters, you've got to stop, bow, and then maybe greet them. That's exactly what you're going to do to stay away from the trouble. You cannot run into prison and instantly you make yourself a clever prisoner. You're going to get into trouble. Are we together? And that is why when you come into the message, you've got to check the long-saving prisoners and say, how have you served for this law? And they begin to tell you that, listen, for you not to get into trouble with the one that has imprisoned us, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Are you with me? But you cannot come and change prison conditions. And in prison, they would not allow a newcomer to change the prison conditions. That's why in the message, we cannot allow a new convert to come into the message and tell us that when we were in our church, we did it this way. We are not interested in your church because none of the people were interested in our church. When you come into this prison, you've got to deny your background. You've got to renounce everything that has got to do with your background. There is no experience that is needed from your background. There is nothing. There is, to some certain extent, even your talent has got to be subjected to the weight. Are you with me? And, and what has polluted the message? We have lacked the big bow to stand fair. You allow me to preach this evening? Some brothers later, they went into the world, got married to wives, and they brought them into the message. And not long, the sister doesn't want to change. And ministers are not quite sure. They say she's coming. Uh, At least she's been baptized, but there is no change. A year goes by. Second year goes by. That remember, marriage is not a new birth. Are you with me? You still have to go to experience new birth. And I'm going to say it for what it is. The brothers that went into the world and came into the message after they had married in the world, some of them, to show that they were genuine with their repentance, you look at how the message transformed to them, their wives. Because the wives looks and say, this man is no longer the same. Although I found him in a fallen state, but this thing means the world to him. Then the brother begins to influence the wife, how she, he lives, then he changes the wife. But if the brother is going to pick up there and come and say, listen, uh, what can we do? Uh, this is my wife. Whether you like it or not, she's going to dress like that. And the message church is bound. They cannot, deacons are afraid to confront the situation. Not long, our young girls, they look up to the very sister and say, listen, look how she dresses. Young ones are always ready to look for a sister, elderly sister that goes wrong. 
and they begin to want, they will wait for one Sunday and say, oh, did you see? And then the next Sunday, then the third Sunday is them who come. Because they think that they've got somebody that they can use as a scapegoat and say, but what about sister so-and-so? Are we together? I hope, I hope I'm not making you comfortable. I've seen sisters coming from the world, coming into the message. And, and some, they became even matured. Surrendered to the message. Completely became prisoners to the message. And some, I've seen they came and they begin to say, it's tough. You've got to understand what changes and pollutes the environment. If you were to be married to a Hindu, first thing that they're going to say is that on the wedding day, we don't want a Christian pastor. They will not even be ashamed. They will tell you that we request that the name of Jesus must never be mentioned. You can call your pastor, but he must not mention Jesus. I know two weddings that have happened where a Christian pastor went there and he never uttered the name of Jesus. And I say, what a shame. Because if you say Jesus cannot be uttered, that means I'm not coming to that wedding. But what about us, message people? A lot of times we are too compromising because we have not fully become prisoners to what we profess to believe in. Are you with me, people? Amen. Amen. Brother Branham says, you might have to walk contrary to your better judgment. Maybe in a certain organization, you might think that they could lift you up and give you something great that you might flesh. But what do you find yourself? You find yourself defeated after a while until God can get a man that's willing to become a prisoner. God is looking for prisoners. God is not looking for free agents. God is not looking for free thinkers. God is looking for prisoners because the devil already has his own prisoners. He has always done it. You might search it through the scripture a man has to be a prisoner to Christ against anything. Therefore, you cannot be connected with anything but Christ. So that means even when you become a prisoner, you, your reasoning doesn't avail as much. You, you, as a prisoner, you cannot reason. You've got to do it that way. Are, are you with me? And that is why we cannot reason with this message. Because we are prisoners to this message. We cannot change this message because we are prisoners to this message. Brother Moses says, they were trained, all the men that God found, they were trained in one way, God to change them to another. That is why when you come, you, there's got to be a change. There's got to be where you give up the old system in order to embrace this new way of life. You, 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 there is, there is absolutely nothing that used to happen there in the world that you can come and use it in the Lord. Are you with me? They had, they had become a complete prisoner to not act in the way that they wanted to act. 
When you are a prisoner, it's like being a prisoner to a substance abuse. I was once a prisoner to Coca-Cola. And when you develop an addiction, once you are addicted to Coca-Cola, you can wake up at 2 o'clock and go and look for Coke. You will not be able to sleep. Because why? There is that addiction. I've got to go and get Coca-Cola. You can wake up and try to say you want to mislead yourself, maybe drink a bottle of water. It's not going to work. You will find yourself like me, as it used to happen, walking out at 2 o'clock, going to the filling station, buying yourself Coke. As soon as you drank that Coke, you are satisfied. Because you have become a prisoner to that substance. How much more when you have become a prisoner to the weight? So that means you cannot stand there and rest unless you are fed on the weight. Something will, there are people in the middle of the night, they just feel condemnation. I have not read the spoken word. I have not read the Bible. In the middle of the night, they say, let me just go and read one more paragraph. What happened? They have become a prisoner to the Lord Jesus Christ. When you have become a prisoner to something, you've got to feed on that. Are you with me? If you are a prisoner to drugs, if you don't get drugs, you shake. There are some symptoms that you're going to exhibit in your body. And when you are a prisoner to the weight and you don't get to the weight, there are certain symptoms that you will see that actually I need to get a fix. A spiritual fix while at it. Amen. They had become, and let's put it this way. There are some renegades that were in the message, have left the message. They think that they can go on the internet and liberate us from the message. They don't understand. We were not imprisoned by them. We will not be, once you are imprisoned by the Lord, the Lord does not give a parole. He imprisons you for life and say, this one is mine for life. Those ones that have left, they were never prisoners. They were just visiting prison. And when you visit prison, there are times, there are visiting hours. There are times when you've got to go back home. There are times when you've got to tell a prisoner, I've got to go. And those that came were visiting, there was a time when they had to go. But us that are in prison, where can we go? Peter was in prison. He says, Lord, where can we go? When the rest of the people were leaving, he was connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because Peter was a prisoner. We cannot leave the message because we are prisoners. We gave up our ambitions. We gave up our will. We gave up our wishes. We gave up our intellect. We gave up. We sacrificed a lot. Where can we go? Because the words of eternal life are in this message. Are you with me, people? And when you are in prison, make the best out of it. As I said. Amen. And they had become a complete prisoner to not act in the way that they wanted to act. We cannot act like the world because we are prisoners. We cannot live like the world because we are prisoners. We cannot be influenced by the world because we are prisoners. We cannot impress the world because we are prisoners. We cannot follow the fashions of the world because we are prisoners. We cannot follow the trends of the world because we are prisoners. Don't compare yourself with the world. Compare yourself with the weight. 
And they had become a complete prisoner to act in the way that they wanted to, not to act in the way that they wanted to act, but act in the way that God wanted them to act. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means how he treated the prisoners in the yesteryears, that's exactly how he would treat his prisoners today. For myself, this is Brother Brum says, for myself, God, let me be a prisoner. If all my brethren turn me down, if all my friends turn me down, I want to be a prisoner of Jesus Christ and his weight. That I might be highnessed to his weight by the Holy Spirit. To see the Holy Spirit make the word of God be confirmed by the same things that he said he w- would be done. Brother Brahma say, let me be a prisoner. And this evening I say, let us be the prisoners. Let us, let us be completely sold out to this message. Young woman, when they tell you, look at you dressing in a certain way, don't be afraid to tell me, tell them, I am a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. There is a certain expectation on how I need to dress because I don't determine my attire. He determines my attire. And when you are a prisoner, if you had friends and you get arrested, you cannot still hang out with the same friends. Prison forces you to change friends. There's no way that once you're in prison, you can be friends with the people that are out of prison. A lot of times, once you get in prison, even some of your friends, they normally they would come maybe a week, but after a while they give up, you no longer see them coming. And what's happening? Then you've got to find fellow prisoners. Why do you find fellow prisoners? So that they can boost your morale. So that they can help you cope with prison. And later on, I'm told that those that have been long, when they leave prison, sometimes they cry because they had made friends in prison. Make friends within this prison. Don't make friends out of prison. And let me tell you, he who has friends outside will not last in the message. You, when the nature of friendship is that there is an exchange of influence. It may not be, it may be subtle, but it is there. A real prisoner, sometimes you've got to beat your friends a fair way. A lot of times our young people are struggling to live a Christian life because they want to maintain relationship outside of the message cycle. Hallelujah. And how can two walk together unless they agree? I've never seen a donkey and a horse going together. Are we together? Why? It's because they must be of the same nature. And the brother from says, show me your friends. I will show you where you will end up. Hallelujah. Let's check your cycle. Check who you are. And let me, friendship is not only for young people. Even uh, the people that are old, they struggle with bad friends. Are you with me? And let me tell you, some friends will cost you. Some friends have cost people families. Some have cost them jobs. Are you with me? But you must have the backbone sometime to look at your friends and say, friends, I'm done. I cannot go on with you. Are you with me, people? How many believe that Brother Brandon was a prisoner? Came to South Africa, 
they wanted him to go to certain places, the Holy Spirit said, you cannot go there. A group of people that had sponsored the meetings, Brother Branham had to face them in the eye and say, my God does not want me to go there. He wants me to go to Deben. Why? Because he was a prisoner. And we know whenever he disobeyed God, a lot of times he suffered. That's why he suffered with that stomach ailment for seven years. You remember? And then in the message, he said every seventh year, there used to be a stomach ailment. Until when he preached the message on the wings of a snow white dove, that's how when God came to heal him. Whenever you do something contrary to the weight, there are consequences that you are going to bear. And if I was you, I would say, what are the rules of engagement? The weight is the rules of engagement. If you go according to the weight, this prison is pleasant to be in. There are no regrets. There is a promise of eternal life in this prison. There is a promise of the rapture in this prison. And if your marriage remains in the prison, it becomes stable. Your personal life becomes stable. Your life becomes stable. Are we together? Let's make sure that we become the prisoners of the Lord Jesus Christ. And let the devil not tempt us out there. The devil has got nothing to offer young people. He is absolutely just God. It's life of regret after regret. Remain within this prison. And I'm saying that because I did not come into the message when I was old. I came in as a young person. And I want to tell you for almost 30 years that I've been in the message, there is no regret. It's just joy. The day today when we meet our peers, some of them we cannot recognize them. Because the world has destroyed them. But this message has preserved us. It is an honor, it is a privilege to be a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. On that note, God bless you richly as we stand up. Amen. As we stand to our feet... Let's just sing any worshiping song. Amen.
Just one more, then we'll close the service with a word of prayer. Brother Grace will just lead us in prayer.
We thank you for your grace and mercy upon our lives. We thank you for this message, Lord, that have come and made us together as one, O God. Lord Jesus, the marriage of angels, trials and temptation, nothing will ever take away the joy of salvation. Yes. Lord Jesus, we pray that you keep us together until that time will come, O Lord. The glowing time of Father Lord because of this time. There's no more Father Lord time to waste. There's nothing that we're waiting for except the going away of Father. Yes. Lord Jesus, the times and signs of Lord, prophecies, everything have come to us. God, I pray that you bless us with this word, O oh Lord. Bless us with this food that you've given us tonight. Yes, Lord. It's heavenly food, O oh Lord Jesus. It's not for anything, O oh Lord, but it's only for eagles, O oh Yes. You feed us from your mouth, O oh Lord, to our mouth. We're so grateful and we appreciate you, Lord Jesus. May you please, O oh Lord, keep it into our hearts as we go to our respective places. May this word, O oh Lord, dwell in us, O oh God. Help us meditate upon it, O oh Father. So that on our next gathering, when we're going to find our oh Lord Jesus, when we're going to meet again, may we be together again, O oh Lord. Yes. May we prosper, O oh Father, Lord Jesus, spiritually in our souls, O oh God. Amen. Father, Lord, I know that we came to your house with different needs, wants, and burdens, O oh God. Yes. But I believe, O oh Lord Jesus, that none of us will leave this place as they came in. Because here we find solution. Here we find everything that we needed, O oh Lord. We bless your name, Father Lord, and we say thank you. Yes. Thank you for this grace. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this message. Yes. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for Brother Branham, O oh Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for making us a part, O oh God. Father Lord, it was Goshen, O oh Father, where your children went and gathered, O oh Lord. They had a place to hide. So we're not interested in everything that the, the tensions and stuff happening out there, O oh Lord. We believe and we know that your people will be safe. Yes. Oh God, keep us together until the rapture takes us home. Yes. For there's nothing, no pleasure in this world that will keep us, O oh God. We just want to go home. We want to go home, O oh Lord, as we sang, what a day that will be. Yes. Oh, glory to God. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. Thank you for healing, oh Lord Jesus, your people. Thank you for blessing your people. We thank you for each and everything that you're busy doing now, Mr. God. Yes. Father Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We're not only coming here to ask and ask, we also come to say thank you. Because when we pray, we ask you bless us and you give what we ask. Father Lord, I pray that you bless even, oh Jesus, your servant, our pastor. God Almighty. It's not just easy to stand where he stands, O oh God. Mm. Oh, Father Lord, it's not about him, O oh God. It's never been about him. Exactly. But you, Jesus Christ. Yes. And we believe that whenever I stand behind the pulpit, it's not about him, O oh God. You're using this vessel to bless your people. Yes. Now we pray that you bless him, Lord. Let it be. Bless his family, O oh God. Mm. Keep him strong, O oh Lord Jesus. And anoint him again. So that whenever I stand here, Lord... May we be fed, oh Lord Jesus, by this heavenly food, oh God. Bless each and every one of us that made it to the service tonight. Oh God, bless all the officers, oh God. Remember our deacons, oh God, the trusters, the musician, oh Father. I surrender each and every one of us into your hands. 
May you attain to every need, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ, O oh Lord. We pray all together. Brother Branham says, when we agree, O oh God, you're going to make it happen. Yes. We pray together, Lord Jesus, in agreement. And the Bible says, everything you ask in prayer, believe that is granted. Lord Jesus, we don't have anything else but your own scriptures. The Bible, that's our book, O oh Lord. You asked us to eat the book of Father, Lord, so that we can become that living epistles. Oh God, we thank you for everything you've done for us. And we promise to stand by your side, O oh Lord Jesus. No matter what comes, we will stand by your side, O oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for everything, for all the blessings, the healing, O oh Lord Jesus, for everything you've done. We're so grateful tonight. We pray that you be with us, O oh Lord. We ask for your traveling mercy, Father, Lord. Until we meet again, we commit all unto your hand. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. There's coming a day. What a day that will be. And then after you are dismissed, you will see you on Sunday. There is a likelihood that Pastor Crosby Maliko may be this site this Sunday. Uh, pray about it. Amen. On that happy golden show. What a day.